This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Also, or something because yeah, the cup small enough that it may be more attractive. Okay, um, so we, um, like always before Yantiv, um, would like to learn something that will help us get a sense of the Yantiv and get some sort of inspiration. Um, this piece is taken from a safer revolver. Revolver was a German. Balmusser, he actually was born not from, his, his father was actually uh, a, a professor, not religious, his mother was traditional, he was born in 1914, he was Nifter in the 90s, 95 or so, and um, was, was, was able to give over a lot of the Musa in, in a language and ideas that really, um, he, he was able to express himself extremely well and very powerfully. He was very famous at Yisrael. And this is taken, they've put together after his Ptira, they put together a lot of, of the Mamoram that he said, and this is, and this is one of them. So, uh, again, I'll try to first try to give an introduction a minute to the point that he's talking about, where it's coming from. We'll see a small piece in the beginning, and then um, the main point that I'm trying to get to. We speak about Rosh Hashanah as a day of Malchias, which in a loose way is um, to confirm, to proclaim that God is king of the world. We tend to reduce it to sort of a very dry type of um, kind of mechanical argument of sorts. Is, is there a God? Is there proof of that? We definitely prove it. We know it to be true. Therefore, there's Hashem. Therefore, to listen to Him. We, we tend to think of, of, of sort of religion as being um, an argument that, you know, QED, there is a God, we have to listen to Him, and that's it. And so the avoda of Rosh Hashanah, I guess, would come out to be something in the nature of bringing more proofs of, of some sort, or screaming loudly the truth you believe in. A lot of that leaves us kind of um, not satisfied. That's not, that's not the, the area that we really feel it's at. Um, certainly, as much as Hashem is beginning of tshuva, that's fine. That's personal, and that's that's sort of emotional depth. But in terms of Malchias, which is really the the cornerstone of Hashanah, what is it about? Um, proclaiming and so on and so forth. So, um, I, I guess if we can if we can ask ourselves, someone's asked me the following question: What is it that Torah adds? about the understanding of God in this world, or better said, I'm not proving, but what about science? Doesn't science give us a very clear sense of what God is or doing? And the answer is, on an external level, in other words, the shell of the world is science. And all the pieces, how they work together, and everything. But what's the content of the world? What exactly is... So when we speak of God as the great, um, as the great designer, uh, creator, so we're talking about the shell, but the, the world has in itself content, which is so much more profound than the shell. Um, what is good? What is, what is bad? What is truth? All of those terms that, that, that seem to mean a lot is really a, the, the inner dimension of the world, and that's what Torah tries to give us. So, whereas looking at the world as an outsider and observing it and being in awe of the complexity of it uh, the, the, and, and so on, that, that gives us a respect for the external aspect, but the, but, but the internal aspect of it, the content of the world, is expressed in much deeper points and ideas. 
So he starts off, and a little bit it's cut off on the side in the next page, so you'll have to trust me that I'm filling in the right letters. I just noticed it now. Unfortunately, it's, it's hard to get the safer exactly aligned. Um, so it starts off on page pay, and basically his point is, let's look at pay Aleph. The second paragraph is sort of, uh, uh, it makes his point. He quotes a Ramban here that the point of Malchius is In other words, really what we're trying to do is unveil it. Um, and this is an, uh, this is, uh, an idea um, made many times that w- proving is kind of mechanical, but what you're trying to do is to unveil HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. And, and when a person does something, so for instance, the concept of kindness is, it's a concept, it's a book's concept. When a person acts kindly, and acts kindly in a way that's um, beyond his, he, 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 he sort of steps above his own natural selfishness, that's a revelation of kindness in this world. A person that sticks to truth, even when the truth may not be good for him, or whatever it is, thank you very much, then a person is sort of revealing these things. So if we're to ask ourselves, what is the right, what are we doing in this world? And that Hashem is not doing? The answer is Hashem put everything into the world. But until a person doesn't discover it and show it, it's not revealed. Let's give a very simple example. Electricity as potential existed in the world from the day the world was created. So did atomic energy and who knows what else. Until someone didn't come along and put a finger on it and say, here it is, look at it, and look, and you can duplicate it and you can make it happen, it was not revealed. It existed, but was not revealed. So man is the only one in this world that can reveal hidden things in this world. And that's why, parenthetically, Adam is called a Madaber. Man's greatest trait is speech because we're able to put a caption to things. So when things happen, they happen and it, it, it doesn't, it, nothing says anything. But when things come in this world and man says, this is the meaning of this, and this is the meaning of this, it becomes revealed. So Malchuso Yisbarach means God's revelation within the world, his fingerprints, his, 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 his expression through the world. We're not talking about the external um, you know, creation of the mechanics of the world, of, of, of the chitzonis of the world. We're talking about what divinity did Hashem put into this world. This world is a physical world, and on, on a slide, on, on a microscopic slide, it shows physical things. Everything that we look under a slide, on a, on a microscope of sorts, we ask ourselves, how is it engineered to sustain itself, to survive, to last? But the second question is, what is this saying? I mean, it's very popular today to say Pirkei Shira. And, um, you know, this is a... Um, it, it's, it's, it's a few pages of what every animal says. A pusik. It doesn't mean that the animals say this psukim. But it means that every animal, it's nature. And something about it, past the mechanics of it, is, is saying something. And we pick up a divine spark and, uh, from the content. What is it about each animal that, that is its content? And those psukim are meant to convey it. Some are easier to understand, some less. But at any rate, Malchus refers specifically not to God himself, 
but God's expression within the world. So just like if a person puts on a play um, and the play has meaning to it, I ask myself, what is the author trying to tell me? Um, and I can, I can analyze a play on two levels. I can analyze it in terms of how did, what pieces did he use and what's the message that the person meant to give through that play. That's, that's the way in which we look at things. So Malchus refers specifically to, to the elements that HaKadosh Baruch Hu um, left in the world um, or better said is constantly inspiring the world with that represents some of that content and man is the Bria the creation that's supposed to express that there's, there's, a, um, there's a, a, a phrase like that in the Gemara it says Ha'avos hein hein hamerkava. the patriarchs are the um, are the chariot f- upon which God comes riding into this world? For instance, until Avram came around, kindness was not as pronounced as Avram. So, so, so people said, "Yeah, there is kindness." It was an idea, an ideal, a nice idea, but it was hard to see it. Avram Avinu, with his exceptional kindness, exceptional charity, all of a sudden brought down the concept of, of, of kindness that surpasses the physical world. Yitzchak, with his total self-negation, self-sacrifice, did it, it showed that, and so on. Each one brought that into it. So the avoda of Malchias is to somehow bring it into this world, and primarily, it's always by our own actions. When somebody see, you know, when people say we have to be a light amongst the nations, um, publishing stuff and printing stuff and, and putting on shows is not really what convinces people. Acting in a certain way. If we were a nation where people would say, you know, these people, a word is a word. They'll never go back in their word. I assure you it would be a light unto nations. Or these are people you can never catch losing their self-control and self-discipline. If this was the case, we would be incredible. People would flock. Or minimally they would say there's something more to life than, than just living the day. We're not quite there yet. But Malchias is that expression. If that's true, then what are the obstacles? In other words, what are the deeper um, issues that we struggle with that are a block to Malchus? In other words, once we've taken Malchus out of the realm of a, um, a kind of mechanical proof and disproof of God or obedience, not obedience do the mitzvahs, not do the mitzvahs and we're talking about really sort of showing that the, the content of the world supersedes its container that there's a divine content of the world and we could bring it out so that means that a person has to see himself as a vessel for bringing that out it sounds wonderful. Um, what are the what are the deeper issues that we have that especially block this? So that's going to be the point of this. So let's look at the next page. So his introduction is more. It, it, it's, it's sort of these were shmuzin that he said that he said in Beriakov where he was the Mashkiach. And he basically, and he basically uh, said, every every year he would speak on one theme, sort of a series. So it has that element of continuity, and that's why I sort of just just uh, it gave a synopsis of where it's coming from. Okay, Peihe. Let's look at Peihe. That left on the second page, the left-hand column. 
So, so up till now, the, his lead up, I, I sort of condensed his lead up that the, 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 the purpose of Malchus is that we, we reveal to the world what it is. So now he says, so what are the main we're not talking about specific mitzvahs as much as the main um, character trait the main underpinnings of this process so he's, he, he's going to take a Gemara and, and which the Gemara actually is telling us the opposite and, and point out those, those areas and those, that's what we'll speak about how does a person serve as a platform to reveal a Baruch there's a Gemara in Sota that, that says there are four groups of people that are not going to greet the Shechina. They are Kat Leitzim, Scoffers, uh, that's, I guess, the best uh, uh, cynics, maybe. Kat Shkarim, liars. Kat Hanofim are people that um, they, they flatter people. Um, and again, the word flattery here is not the nice, oh, how nice your shoes look. The flattery here is telling somebody who did something wrong that is okay. Yes, you would definitely justify the way you yelled at this person um, and embarrassed him publicly because you have to show him a lesson, even though you know that the person did something bad. Um, I refer you back to a uh, Yom Iyun. You can ask Rabbi Reingold for the tapes. We spoke all about it and so on in, in great detail. Um, the cat, and that was not Hanufa, Rabbi Reingold. That, was, that, that, be- that belonged to Emmes, not to Hanufa. Kat Misapri Lashon Hara. People who speak Lashon Hara. Now, so, generally speaking, when we when we speak of reward and punishment, we tend to sort of flatten it out the way we would um, a bank account. So, if a person has an estate that I'm interested in selling off, so I say this amount of dollars are in the checking account. This amount is in stocks that we can sell off and get such and such amount. This amount is in property we can sell off and probably get this. We add it up, we have a dollar amount. Olam Haba doesn't work like that. Just like, real, just like life for us. If a person is someplace that he likes or doesn't like, it's usually a lot more complex. I like the way I was accepted, but I don't like this, I like that, I like the other thing. There are different dimensions. Mekablam Shechina means they're able to greet the Shechina. And these four groups are singled out as not greeting the Shechina. First of all, these are all, these are all things that's hard to pinpoint the exact Avera. Lashon Hara is an exact Avera. Hanufa, Litzanis, Shkarim... In different contexts, it might be an Averis, a specific Averis, but hard really, it, it's more a, a, a severe character flaw. And also, it specifically speaks about Mekabla Pnei So let's explain what that would mean and why it, it's, it's, he's going to compare it, one of the reasons why he compare it to him. Let, let's give an example. Imagine... A person, I, I, I invite somebody, I tell somebody, you know, um, I, I owe you one, I'd like to invite you for supper tonight. And I come to the house, the person sits me down next to a table that's really set very lavishly, and I eat. The, the host never shows up, and when I finish, he wishes me well and, and, and tells me good night. And most of us would feel very insulted. We'd feel kind of, I mean, you don't show yourself. It's like the potatoes and, and, and the meat is here, and where are you? But it's, it's, you know, it's something which is a statement. The world of reward, of schar, Hashem does not 
um, miss out on one detail. And if we did a mitzvah, we're going to get rewarded for it. Kabbalah's Pnei Shechina means that I perceived Hashem in the mitzvahs. The process we were speaking about, where the world has content, mitzvahs also have a content. So if I do a mitzvah that's technically correct, but no sense of the divine in it, then that would be the same type of reward. We don't have exact words, because we're talking about spiritual experience, but the idea would be, and it, it would be parallel to this experience. If we would not have um, a sense of Hashem in our mitzvah, then the reward has the same flavor as being invited to somebody's house, being fed and stuffed, with the person just not bothering to show up at the table. Same idea. Those are called people that are not called Neshchina. And therefore, these four areas are... It, it, it's, it, it's, it, it means that a person who engages in this constantly, this is who he is. It's not just that he did it. Katlitz, it means this is the type of person he is. He belongs to that group. That's something that cancels out the effect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Bria. Um, and, and so we have four areas that Chazal tell us are the opposite of what we're looking for. We're looking for Malchus, which is going to be the expression of God in this, and we're going to find the opposite of it. So, um, he says like this, and he, he adds another proof that this is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the piece that's relevant. He says, So, the, each one has a Pasuk, that the Gemara uses to show that the person disassociates himself with Shechina. It says God has withdrawn his hand from those Alotzes. In other words, he doesn't associate with them. So the Masha finds that this Pasuk is especially, there's a, there's a hint in it. Not only does the person not have the Shechina, we're talking about Rosh Hashanah. So he says as follows, So obviously these are the four crucial areas where on the one hand we black out Hashem if we are sunk into this. On the other hand, obviously, whatever is the opposite direction brings out Hashem. And he's going to explain each one of these, and this is really what I want to focus on. So, Aleph. Inyelitzanis. So, Mevuah Mesel Sisharim, Shutchias Hadvarim Mehalev, Shloyasu Roishim. Kimogin Amashuach, Beshemen, Shachitzinof Mimenu. Um, let's talk about the, about these four. Uh, let's talk about what he means over here. What is uh, what's the power of cynicism? What's the power of um, what's called litzanus? So I don't know if cynicism is the perfect translation, as much as a lack of seriousness. It means. Um, that we, in order for something to have an effect on us, it has to connect to us. Let's take an example. Let's take a simple example. If if I take a person who is a grown-up person and he's about to enter society, he's about to go for an interview, an important meeting and meet people go out on a date and something and I tell him you look you look dressed like a your dress looks like a clown so, so the person would get very upset very tense very worried you know and and he'll be very conscious of it if a kid walks out of my out of the house and I tell him you look like a clown he might think that that's quite nice you know maybe now I could be the class clown it, 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 it doesn't bother him. 
so that's true. Obviously, there's a certain maturity level. It's also a psychological device for pushing something away that it not affect you. Um, for those of you who had the pleasure of raising children at Israel, there's mazam, mize manyen, like who cares? That's like a, a you know, a, a, for a certain age range, you'll you'll tell a kid something. The response will be, I couldn't care less. Lutzonis is a tool that allows you to sort of um, disassociate from something. It's it's a very very powerful tool. There are times when it's very it, it's extremely good. Things that shouldn't bother you, what other people think, and so on and so forth. Those are very good times to use it. But when it comes to right and wrong. There's no way, you know, it, 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 when they started, you know, when you're trying to, to, to talk to somebody about um, Shmiras Mitzvahs, religion, anything of that nature, if the person argues, then, then you have a chance. If the person laughs and says, get a life, buddy, I'm, I'm off to the movies, there's no chance because there's no place of engagement. There is nothing there that I can engage with. I'll tell them I'll tell them, I really can't care. You know, I, I really, those things don't, it, it just couldn't care less. So, Litsanis is a way when we see something that's very serious and we should take note of it, the easy way to dissociate is Litsanis. So, basically, it means we've effectively, emotionally pushed Hashem out of this world because it doesn't bother me. And it, yes, it's it's in a certain sense it's 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 a it's a defense mechanism. Person knows he's not doing right, pushes it off. But that you can't feel the shchin in the world if you've made a, a, a wall between you and it. And litzanis. So litzanis doesn't mean a person who, who, who makes a cute remark, a, a, a joke. It means a person who approaches life frivolously, does not does not give life its seriousness, and so on. Responsibility, all of these things. So he says, "Utchias advarim aleisha asuroishim ki magen amashuach b'shemesh achizav benet." The Mosul Sharm says, "Litzonis is a terrible, terrible. Um, is a, 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 a um, what's the right word? It, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a defense mechanism that's really very hard to break through because he, he compares it to an armor." that is well oiled so anything that touches it just slips off <coughs> the Gemara says that that a punishment for someone who is mislotes for someone who falls in that category is pain because if there's one thing we can't shrug off it's a real pain and at some point when a person is suffering enough God forbid it, it, then a person becomes very serious it could be physical pain, God forbid. It could be emotional pain. It could be different things. But sometimes the breakthrough happens when I can't shrug it off anymore. When, 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 when I, I just I, I succumb to it. And then I begin to say to myself, no, life is serious. I, 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 I don't mean it in the direct way of, okay, so God brought this pain to me. I must do what he tells me. That's reducing it to kind of a game. What I'm saying is, I say to myself, you know, life is bigger and than just day-to-day event. And I need to begin to take things seriously. Um, okay, so he says, Litzonis is not stambdicha. It's not just a, a, um, a, 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 a it's not just a joke. It's a type of joke that it's meant to push away um, any type of serious um, conversation, um, serious suggestion. Harotzna poshut lova litaya afshodem leishakur bechet hu kvar kabos and shchina malchus. The first step in malchus is the sense I want to to engage. I, I want to engage and I want to, um, to, to to start dealing with it. That's the first step towards having that sense of 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 um, of, of malchus. Two base. 
If it says that people who are liars, and once again, we're not talking about the act of lying itself. That's an Avera under certain circumstances. Under certain circumstances, it's not quite an Avera, but it's bad behavior. You're talking about a person that seeing things the way they are versus seeing the way he would like them to be, he chooses to see things that he would like them to be. He, he, Emmis doesn't talk to him. Um, I, I, I read a story once, a, a personal account, and it's, it's, it's an amazing account of, a, of a, a big person and a young boy. There is somebody in Israel today, I may have asked him, he's a Shach son-in-law, his name is Rabbi Bergman, very special person, um, and he wrote, an, he was a young boy, an orphan, he was brilliant, and, and um, he slept in Chaznish's house for a while. I don't remember exactly why, he, he, he must have been in some yeshiva, he, he came from a shrine, must have been in some yeshiva Nebrak, there was no place for him, the Chaznish kept him in his house, and I guess the Chaznish felt that he's somebody he wants to work with. He was a young boy, kind of bar mitzvah age. And he rode a safer at, at a young age. And, he, um, and the Chazish saw it. And the, and the person writes, he, he writes you know, a piece that he had written. Um, and the piece was brilliant, but clearly not right. It was he was take he was saying a pshat the Rambam that answered many difficult points. He based it on something the Rambam seemed to say, but it can't be what the Rambam meant. A technical halachic issue. That's not. And he was he was a bright boy, eager to show how bright he was. Not in a bad way, but you know, it definitely was extremely brilliantly constructed. And the Chazinish saw it. And Chaznish got very annoyed, and he said, "But it's not true. The Rambam does not hold that. He cannot hold that." So, so he started arguing, saying, "But this, but this is," and he said, for, for, "It was like the real time the Chaznish showed impatience, and he told him, if you persist with this, I just don't want to have anything to do with you. I, a person who's not Emes." Is not something I want to have anything to do with. It's I can't. It's it's, it's against the grain of everything I am. You know, your arguments. He probably would have made a brilliant lawyer at some point. He, phenomenal arguments, irrefutable. But he knew down deep that's not pshat in the Rambam. It can't be. That's what the Rambam's sheet is. And and the Chazanish, by the Chazanish, Emes was more than anything else. So we're not talking about an opportunistic lie, which is not. Right, and chances if you learn, if you keep take opportunistic lies, they become your truth. But um, but but we're talking about a person who who needs to see things the way that he's comfortable, rather than emes. So let's look at it. whose seal is emes. emes. When I on Rosh Hashanah we talk about Hashem, we talk about emes. And if I don't have those glasses, if I don't have the if if my if my glasses are out of focus, how will I see a straight line? There was a. Um, there was a, a, one of the Dolomites Yisrael when I came in the early 70s. He passed away somewhere in the middle of the 70s. was Rav Chaskel Abramsky. And Rav Chaskel Abramsky was a Talmud of Chaim Briska. He had been the Rav of London, the Dayan, the chief Dayan of London, the Rav Dayan for, for during the war years. He came to Yisrael. Um, he wrote a lot of he wrote a bunch of Sfarim he was a recognized Adam Gadol extremely weighed and measured person I, I once sat in for, I once went to hear a shir from him he lived in Baita Gan every word of his was like exact and precise he was very, he was very, very regal and, and not, a, not a, a, a motion and not a word out of place a very interesting, very fascinating person and somebody ha- had the following dilemma he said, um, in those days in Israel, there was a lot of taxes, customs, duties on imported stuff. If you brought in and didn't declare it, 
or declared that you don't have anything and you got away with it, you're able to make uh, a, a tidy penny on whatever you brought in. There, there were like many st- many goods had 200, 300% customs on it, and and if you brought it in and got away with it, you you sold it for twice what you what you paid for it, and, and you made some money on it. Um, some people felt this is a, a, an easy way to make money, and you know, and, uh, especially if the person justified it, he's learning whatever. So, uh, uh, someone at Queen's life went to ask Chasser Brown if you let to do it. So he said, absolutely not. So the person persisted, why not? He said, it's bittel Torah. In other words, it will affect your Torah study. So this person said to him, no, but I'm able to have money and be able to study. So Chasser Bramsky said, when, you, when, when lying becomes a way of life, your mind becomes crooked. And since Torah is straight, there's no way it can fit into a crooked mind. Um, and, and this is the type of MS we're talking about. If a person learns to see things the way they are, Hashem is MS. And therefore, we would, we, we would all of a sudden the world would open up and we would see a lot of it. But if we obfuscate it and, and we project what we want to see, that, then we're not going to see Hashem. So the second, the second group is shakranim. Har imkat shakranim akablim. Harei emes ikabolas pei shchina. Kimedumani shemaral kosev al mayim azeh shumechaven ladal oisias shemavaya baruchu. So the moral explains that these four. This is sort of a kabbalah thing. We don't need it. It's 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 that the, you have the four letters God's name. These four are connected. That he explains how. I don't I don't want to go off into the side thing. But it means that learning emes is mekabel teishchina. I want to add a point to this, which I think is helpful. You know, when we, when we raise children, when we're, we have children mechanech, so obviously telling the truth is very important. And we get annoyed and upset when kids do not tell the truth. They lie or sort of stretch the truth. We usually react by saying how bad lies are and so on. It usually starts a process, you know, a kind of a tug of war. Whenever, you're, you're, whenever you address things as bad, nobody wants to be bad, so there's resistance, there's kind of uh, denial, etc. It's because we don't ever see emis in its positive side. When we recognize things as they are, so, so if we were able to be mechanech our children, I know it's hard to look at the MS and see the MS and acknowledge it. It's hard for everybody. But if we get into the habit, we'll see things the way they are. And, you know, I remember there was somebody in the Mir Yeshiva. When I came to the Mir Yeshiva, he was not part of the Hanholi, he was not one of the Rebbeim, but he was the most chashev person um, of the students. He was, he was, he was, he was close to 40. He was, he, he was already a Rosh Yeshiva somewhere, but he would come to Yeshiva one, one Seder a day. His name was Chaim Kamil Zechayin Vracha. And it's fascinating. He, he was not a man of the world. But he sat and learned. But one of his hallmark traits was to say things the way they are. And even if it meant he wasn't saying a brilliant Chiddush, he would say, this is the way it looks to me. Um, And people began to respect it because they knew that you would get the core of how it is. People would also speak to him about life situations, about advice. And myself, personally, I'd asked him a few times. And, and the thing you always got from him was, because he had learned to look at things the way they are, the answer you got was always very common sense. Like, you realize after you got through talking with him, that he was able to see straight. You presented the facts, but you also embellished them. You also added some of your stuff. And he would naturally sort of stick to the point and say, well, if A and B are true, I don't understand why the next step is not C. And, and, you would, and, and it was that trait of emis that you saw 
carried over into everything. So the second, the second item that's necessary to bring Hashem into this world is able to see things with emes. Gimel, Chanufa, Hahefeshal Chanufu ben Chayrit. When we're talking about flattery, so again, we're not talking about um, we're not talking about uh, you know telling somebody a nice thing. The halach is he's supposed to. The people tell who 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 come to you and say, you know, I think you're very stupid, and I'm because I'm an ish emes. I only like emes, and I can't bear to tell you, but that's I'll tell it to you to your face. Those people are usually cruel and far from emes. Because they don't talk about themselves like that. They usually talk to other people like that. And, and the halacha is not like that. The halacha is that if it's, if it's relevant to a person's feelings, then you certainly can say whatever it is. That, that you know, it, it's a first halacha, it's a sugya. But when you're talking about justifying wrong just because it's helpful to you, that's hanufa. Telling somebody who's doing something wrong that he's doing something right is, we're talking about morally wrong, that is Hanufa. What's the dynamics behind Hanufa? The dynamics behind Hanufa is that I see people as my God, not Hashem. Everybody needs approval. We're built that way. So a child needs approval from his parents and Rebbeim. That's very important. That's how a child learns to be good. That's how a child begins his path. But then when we grow up and we need approval also, so the one from whom we should seek approval from is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's the ultimate good. He's the standard. And I need to measure up. But it's easier for us to fix on people. We need our neighbors, our friends, our immediate superiors, and different degrees, and that's where we get Hanufa. So instead of Hashem being the master of the world, it's people. I, I've crowned people because that's why I defer to. If you say it's right, it's right. That's really what I'm saying. So, so it's not just that you're encouraging that person. Again, w- 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 the, the particular problem is you're encouraging that person to 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 to, um, to, to do to, to do bad things. You possibly are encouraging other people to do bad things, but in a in a way, is you are cutting out Hashem from the world, because if my immediate superior was in the room, and his superior was in the room. I would defer to him because I know he can have his head roll and he's more powerful. But if this is the most powerful person in my, in my scope, then this is where I defer to. So, so it's a certain sense of crowning people as my God. And that is the opposite of Malchus in its own way. So learning to do what's right. And you don't have, it doesn't mean being antagonistic. But on the other hand, the person should say, if it's wrong, it's wrong. And, you know, the same way, you know, any type of deference, being ashamed of doing what's right because somebody else mocks me, those are all from the same, they come from the same root. The other person's approval of me is, 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 is most important. And he says something fascinating, he adds something. Ha-hefer shel ben the opposite of Hanifa is being a free person. Because as long as I'm beholden to people, I am a, I am a slave. And maybe since we mentioned the name before, Chaim Kamil, I won't tell of a story that I had with him, uh, a particular advice that I sought. I, I won't discuss the exact topic, but I came to him with a dilemma where I was being torn in different directions by different advice. And he obviously sensed that, the adv- that my being torn in directions, not because I didn't know what to do. He felt clearly that I knew what was the right thing to do. But it, it, it was my um, deference to people because of whatever. I was a, uh, I was a buck. I was not married yet. So he told me, oh, we had a way of speaking. He spoke slowly. He, he was a very methodical thinker, very slowly. Everything. He said to Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says there was once a man walking with his son and a donkey. 
and the father was riding on the donkey, the son was walking along. And someone walks by and he says, shame on you. Your son is a young boy, he's starting to walk, and you're sitting like pirates on top of the donkey, you should be ashamed of yourself. So he got off the donkey and put his kid on it. They walk another mile, they meet another person, and he says, what a chutzpah, your father is walking, and you're sitting down on the donkey, chutzpah. So, the son got off, and he, and the son, and the donkey all walked. A third person came by, and said, what an absurdity, uh, you know, there's a donkey here, uh, two people, and nobody's riding on anything. So they took the donkey and put it on their shoulders and carried the donkey. So Reb Chaim Kamil told me the moral of the story is, if you listen to everybody's advice, you'll end up carrying the donkey on your shoulders. That was the way he, 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 he said it. Um, and again, he didn't mean, he, he meant because he felt that, that I, I sort of needed this approval, that approval, the other approval, and I think that that was the point of it. Behine, he says, and the last paragraph, said that a person should even endanger himself, but not, um, but not to engage in Hanufa. And, and that was actually, there was a, there's a halakha discussion at this point. It's obviously not real pikuach nefesh, but it means a difficult situation. Finally, let's look at the next page, Dalit. People who speak Lashon Hara, the Pasik says, Bad shall not dwell with you. Vachidish Bazer, Ki Lashon Hara is not Eno, I'm just cut off a little bit, Mikrosa Diva Asa, Elaho Chacha Al Roa Haadam, Vahefech Utov Levachesed. So let's take Lashon Hara. So sometimes Lashon Hara is a very calculated. I want to knock this person. I'll say something bad about him. Knock that person. I'm bad about him. But people are always saying Lashon Hara. They're negative people. They're people you get the sense that everything in the world is bad. Um, I used to have a friend. He was, uh, it was uh, actually a very chashva person, but he had very he had a sharp way of bringing point, uh, a point home. So I was once speaking with him about something or other, and he said, "So the bottom line of this conversation is the whole world is crazy except for us two. And to be honest, I'm not sure about you. This, <laughs> when a person gets into speaking lashon hara, it, 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 it's kind of you always see the negative. Now l- let's take an example where where." For the vast majority of us, yes, when we deal with our children, we might have a lot of negative things to tell them. But when someone else calls us out about our children, we always say, I want you to know, I know there are issues, but he's a good kid at heart. I've almost never met a parent in the Hanukkah that the parent has to start saying, you don't have to tell me, I know my kid has this issue, this issue, this issue. But he's a really good kid. And when we deal with the issue, so with our own children, and certainly with ourselves, we're going to sit in a week or so, in a week and a half, and say a long list of affairs we do. And none of us think that we're wicked people. Because we see ourselves as good. We have a good eye for ourselves. I once heard from... Rav Minahar, this is a long time ago, he said, I think he said of Rav Cook, he was a town of Cook, he said, Ayan Tov means a sympathetic cook of the Bria, a sympathetic eye on the Bria. You, you can see a person, we're not talking about denying shortcomings, we're talking about seeing a person as good. Hashem created a world that's full of good. A positive eye doesn't mean a blind eye. But it means, like, you look at your child. My perspective on a child starts as good. And if I'm honest, I, I, I know the areas I need to work on. That's true about every other human being. It's true about everything in the world. HaKadosh Baruch made a world that's tov. And there are things that need to be fixed. That's why we're here. But a, a person is constantly griping, constantly sniping, constantly, and, it's, and you get into it. 
So, so then everything is seen from a perspective like that. So, so you don't. So where did Hakadosh Baruch Hu leave his mark in the world? If everybody is an idiot, a fool, a bad person, self-interested, etc., 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 so where is Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world? But where where I see in people the good. When I see in people what's good, th- then I see the nekud of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in each person. And, and yes, n- n- every, people have shortcomings, but that's why we're here. So basically, to sum up, the Malch Rosh Hashanah is first and foremost finding Akadish Baruch in the world and revealing it to the world. And we do it by shaping ourselves in a certain way. And we start with the foundation, with these foundations, these four areas that are Mekabalit Neshchina. If the, if the reward for these areas and the punishment is whether or not I'll see Hashem in the world to come, whatever that means, it means that these are the qualities that are needed to perceive Hashem in the world. And there are four areas, and these are very difficult areas, but they go to the heart of what it means to see Hashem. One is, I need to care about Alakus. If, if, if I don't have... If, if the divine is not something that speaks to me, then of course I'm not going to see it, I'm not going to find it, because I've cut myself off from it. We have the area of Tzeres Litzanis. We have the area of Sheker and Emes, looking at things the way they are, not trying to project our own desires on it, because Hashem is not what we want, Hashem is what is. And, and it's sometimes it's there in Yisurim, whatever it is, it's, it's being able to see things with emis. We, we then have the, the disengaging from, from accepting people as our gods, because if people are gods, Hashem will never be our god. And finally, it's, it's developing a sense to see the Bria as Tov. Uh, uh, and, and that sometimes there are people... That's not easy to see it, but but it's it's it, you develop a certain eye at seeing what could be there. It's it's um, you know a businessman prides himself, a developer, when he sees a house. If everybody thinks it's a mansion, he's got nothing to do here. But if everybody thinks that this has no potential, and he sees the potential, that's where he steps in. It's looking at the world that way and seeing Tov in the world. Is is really um, perceiving Hashem in the world? The Hashem is the point of Tov, and what needs to be fixed is what's lacking. What we need to do. So, so, so the Davod of Malchi is is more. It's certainly not mechanical reinforcing and proving God the proofs. It's it's not just yelling and proclaiming it. It means developing ourselves. I call them emotion, perspectives, uh, faculties, whatever you want to call these, that perceive that, that they allow us to sense a world full of Akadish Baruch Hu. And if we would feel that way, if we would honestly feel that way and perceive that way, it rubs off. People's honest attitudes, people's honest perspectives affect other people more than words, more than debates. And Bez Hashem, we should be Zohar to Kabul Malchias in its full sense of this word, as, as, uh, on the seeing and, and feeling Hashem as the content of the world and become a platform for, 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 for um, radiating that to the world at large.